Hi, this is Shiho. This show is read out loud version of a coronavirus update from the Washington Post. Today is September 22nd. Here is the latest. Health experts have for months been warning that the coronavirus is probably airborne and can linger, especially indoors, for hours and move farther than six feet. Merely exhaling, experts said, could pass the coronavirus from one person to another. The theory would indeed explain why the coronavirus is so contagious. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention appear to acknowledge the growing evidence of airborne transmission late last week when I when it added to its website the possibility that airborne particles can be suspended in air and be breathed in by others. The agency also said that indoor environments without good ventilation increase the risk. But the update only lasted a few days. On Monday morning, the CDC edited the website to remove the guidance and said the Friday update was posted in error. Unfortunately, an early draft of a version went up without any technical review, said Jay Butler, the CDC's deputy director for infectious diseases. We are returning to the earlier version and revisiting that process. It was a failure of process at CDC. The flip-flop swap spawned concerns that CDC guidance was being politicized yet again. Emails from Trump or political appointees show they tried to silence a long-time top official at the CDC, revealing new insight into how some Trump loyalists lose their power to censor and even humiliate scientists and health officials in an effort to sideline them or make them confirm to White House sanctions messages. The reopening of colleges and universities amid the pandemic has brought upheaval and uncertainty to campuses across the nation, with a struggling academic and emotional toll for students. But the chaos is not uniform. Some schools are doing better at keeping their students safe than others. Here are factors that have played a role in their success for all failures. The World Health Organization has unveiled a plan for distributing coronavirus vaccines and has urged more wealthy countries to join its agreement. The plan aims to discourage holding and uneven distribution and focuses on vaccinating high-risk populations first. More than 150 countries, representing 64% of the world population, have now agreed to participate notably missing from the list, the United States and China. More than six months into pandemic, the U.S. shortage of N95 masks persists, leaving healthcare workers exposed and experts flummoxed. Why is the world's richest country still struggling to meet the demand for an item that once cost around $1 a piece? Other important news. The CDC has identified nearly 11,000 people who potentially were exposed to the virus on flights. The challenges of contract tracing have prevented the agency from identifying a single case of transmission on the plane. 
Devastating wildfires in Oregon have slowed the rate of coronavirus testing and driven people indoors, where the virus spreads more easily. Now cases there are spiking. Britain could face 50,000 coronavirus cases per day by mid-October, top government scientists warned in an ominous update amid speculation about looming new restrictions. Many cross-border communities along the U.S.-Canada frontier have been severed for months. COVID-free communities now want the travel restrictions lifted. Your questions answered. When will higher-risk individuals be able to purchase N95 masks to protect themselves? This would help reduce cases among people more likely to end up in the hospital. Janet in Missouri. Probably not before the United States has enough N95 respirators for healthcare workers, more than 1,000 of whom have died of COVID-19 while the country suffers a chronic shortage of life-saving masks. For those not familiar with them, N95 respirators are disposable masks that are much more efficient than the fabric ones most of us, are, uh, most of us wear. They are filled with microscopic, electrically charged fibers designed to protect the wearer from more than 95% of viral particles. Since the beginning of the pandemic, N95 masks have been reserved almost exclusively for hospitals, where they are one of the only forms of protection workers Protection workers have from the violent coughs and explosions of COVID-19 patients. And yet, more than half a year into the pandemic, these masks remain so scarce that nurses are commonly forced to reuse theirs multiple times, sometimes wearing them until they have visibly dirty or patching them with staples when they tear. The longer the shortage lasts, the longer N95s will remain largely out of reach for millions of others who could be protected by them. Teachers and daycare workers, factory employees and flight attendants, restaurant ser servers and grocery store clerks. The Post Jessica Contrilla wrote today in an article about the shortage and its toll. The shortage started more than decades ago, after H1N1 flu epidemic depleted the U.S. stockpile of respirators. The Obama and Trump administration both missed opportunity to restock before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Most recently in 2018, when the government rejected a proposal for a machine designed to manufacture 1.5 million N95 masks each day. Obviously, the pandemic drove demand up far beyond the nation's capacity. The country's biggest N95 manufacturer, 3M, has been scaling up production since then. But a company spokeswoman told Contrilla that demand is more than we and the entire industry can supply for for for, for, re, for foreseeable future. Foreseeable future. It's not profitable for other companies to retool their factories and identify masks, and President Trump so far has not used emergency powers to force them to, as he did when I, in the nation faced a ventilator shortage. So we are sorry to tell you that until there are now ending N95 masks for nurses and doctors, 
and probably a long waiting list of first responders and clinical industry workers after them. There, there is a very little chance, chance of anyone else getting on, even high-risk people. The Trump administration says that country should be producing 160 million of masks a month by December. But that probably won't be nearly enough for you to start seeing them on the shelf at your local store. It's also unclear whether it would be that it would do the public the public much good if we could get N95 masks, which are more difficult to hit and wear than clothes varieties. Studies conducted before the pandemic in Singapore and New Orleans found that even when people were mailed N95 masks and clear instructions, only a small percentage of them managed to, to properly wear them. In the New Orleans study, nearly a quarter of respondents uh, put their mask on upside down. Today's top reads Find more stories, analysis, and op-eds about the outbreak on our coronavirus page, including DC has new criteria criteria for phase one three uh, phase three move. It's meeting some goals, but is far from others. New Zealand, an early success story, set to ease most restrictions once again as second outbreak slows. Like running a country, what it meant to be a school's superintendent this summer. As an infectious ebb, Japan hopes it has cracked the COVID code on coexisting with, with the virus. Long-haul COVID-19 complications are real. I faced similar problems after survives, uh, surviving Ebola. The tofu sales skyrocket during the pandemic as consumers search for affordable meat alternatives. Countless newspaper reporters are the journalism heroes for the pandemic era. We think you will like this newsletter. This show is brought to you by uh, Washington Post. Thank you for listening.